But Father, we do lift up all these things at your feet, Lord. We lift up those kids that maybe are being bullied. We lift up those that are the bullier. We, we lift up all the different things that come, uh, man, with a new school year, with new challenges, with new seasons, Lord. Uh, Father, you're a God that sees all things. And so just help us uh, where we are. Help us where we find ourselves. Help us go in places that are better than maybe we enter. So, Father, I just pray blessings over everybody for the school year, uh, for our educators, for our kids, for those that serve at any capacity at a school, for the parents of every child. Lord, uh, we need you. We need your wisdom. We need your protection. We need your guidance. We need all of you, Lord. And so, man, just help us receive that, receive what we need, and walk with you through a new school year. And may you get the glory in all of us. Father, we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Well, I know school's finna start. That's why I was like, man, we gotta pray for these kids, man. But you know, praying together is, is spending time in prayer has a body. It's a powerful thing. And the Bible tells us that, you know, praying together is standing in agreement in those prayers. That not only are we being unified together, but we are aligned with him and that God honors those type of prayers. And that's why it's important that we are a church that's praying, that we are a family at home who prays. That everything we do, we come to the Lord with it and seek his, his wisdom. Because there's so much potential, so much power unlocked when we pray, when we have a conversation with God, especially when we come together and do it. Uh, you read in the Bible time after time that the people, his children come together, they prayed, God moved in mighty ways. And that's what my prayer is, that God would move in mighty ways in the school year, in your life, in every situation that you find yourself in. Because we all need it, y'all. We all need it, and prayer is a powerful tool. Prayer is something that don't cost you nothing but a little bit of time. And so I encourage you to do that. And I think when we think about prayer, we, we think about petition, right? Which is you bringing your request to God. Sometimes we think about confessing. That's admitting our wrongs and seeking forgiveness from God. We talk about intercessory. That's us praying for other people just like we did this morning. Um, there's a lot of different ways we could be praying, a lot of different things we could pray about. But there's one I think we tend to overlook and we underutilize, and I want to make sure that you receive it this morning, and it's prayers of affirmation. Prayers of affirmation, y'all. That's what we need. To affirm is to say, you know what, God, I agree with what your truth says, and I'm claiming it in my life. I'm standing in it. I'm walking with it in you. And and when you have that ability to pray that and speak that in your life, you begin to see your life be reframed. The situation that you might be in, it might be difficult, but you'll be able to withstand it. You'll be able to have a firm footing. And that's what I want for all of us because we never know what's around the corner, right? A lot of times it's real easy to get consumed by your emotions, your mind to be everywhere for you to be really be struggling. But if we have these prayers of affirmation, we keep ourselves close to Jesus and we're able to walk through this. And that's what I hope and that's what I pray. So when life is overwhelming, we'll have something to anchor us down. And Today we're going to be reading Psalms 23. And I pray that it would be an encouragement to you. That it would be something that would refill you, refresh you. But it would be something you run to. When you say, man, I don't know what to pray. You would say, you know what, let me look up Psalms 23. It's only six verses, so it's not a whole lot to have to read. But there's so much power, there's so much affirmation in this passage, in this verse, and that's what I want us to read today. It's something that has been my anchor for this week specifically. Been going through my own battles, y'all, but this word has kept me sane. And 
I want to read starting at verse 1 and 2 in Psalms 23. Of course, we'll have it on the screen. But it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. The Lord is my shepherd. This is a psalm, a poem, a prayer that's written by King David. If you know anything about King David's life, before he became king, he was a shepherd. So he knew something about sheep, sheep, right? He knew something about shepherding, about taking care of sheep. And he's trying to let us know the same way that he understands that relationship between a shepherd and a sheep is the same relationship that he has in Jesus and God when he allows him to be his shepherd. And that's what God wants us to get this morning. That's what Jesus wants us to know, that he's willing to do the same for us. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Church, it's not enough that we believe in a God, that we believe there's a higher power. There's a lot of those things out there, but they're not all the same. The Bible tells us that when we believe in his son, Jesus, when we have a personal relationship with him, that all the things that we are lacking, all the things we are struggling with will be met. You'll be taken care of. And you say, man, this There's no way I can find help in this situation. There's no way. I'm drowning in my circumstances. But the Lord says, when you put your faith in his son, you can stay afloat. And that's what I want you to take away this morning. I want you to receive it this school year, this new season, wherever you find yourself this morning. That all you need can be found in all that Jesus says. All that you need. And that's what you're going to see in Psalms is that God is willing to meet a multitude of needs, even more than what we're going to discuss today. Because we all have needs, y'all. We some needy people, if we're honest. But the Lord is saying, man, I love you and I'll meet you right where you are. And that's what David wants us to see, that when we have him, when we are following the good shepherd, all that we need will be met. And David starts off explaining how God meets our spiritual needs. Just as a shepherd brings a sheep to green meadows so they could rest, so they could drink from peaceful streams, the Lord wants to refresh you spiritually because we need that in our life, church. A lot of times we find ourselves in discouragement. We find ourselves in dry places. It's because spiritually we're not being fed. That's the reason we come to church on Sundays, that we come to groups, that we read the Bible together so we can spiritually be fed. Because if not, you're going to thirst for it. You're going to hunger and you're going to be searching for things. David said, man, we got to understand when life is overwhelming, when we're in a state of exhaustion, we can be refreshed by the Lord when he is our shepherd. It's in those moments that we could depend on him, quit trying to do everything in our own strength. And that's, that's our problem, y'all. We're kind of hard-headed. We want to do everything our way. We want to will our way through everything. But the only way that you could be led by a shepherd is when you allowed him to lead. And David said, when we allow Jesus to be the one that we follow, we can gain rest. We can gain access to places that we are refilled, that we are replenished, that we have what spiritually we are lacking. The same way that we breathe in air and that it comes out of us, we need Jesus to constantly be moving in and out of our spirits, y'all. So if you find yourself kind of thirsty, you kind of find yourself distant from God, it's probably because you need some spiritual food. And Jesus says, follow me, and I'll take care of that. Let's continue to read. Let's go to verse 3 and 4. Verse 3, he says, He renews my strength 
and he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I'll not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. So again, we see David starting off talking about how God is going to refresh him. Talked about that spiritual need being met, that getting strength whenever you feel like you don't. God wants to lead us and refresh us. But then he also addresses another need that we often need at times, and that's a directional need. How many of us need wisdom and guidance to make decisions and to do the right thing? If you know anything about sheep, left on their own, they tend to wander off. They tend to get themselves in all type of mess. I have a dog, her name's Queenie, y'all, and she's a golden doodle, okay? If you know anything about those dogs, they have a lot of hair. And one of the things about my backyard, we cut the grass and all that, but she still gets thicker and all kinds of mess all over her. Man, and that's the same with us. Is that when we tend to wander around and do life on our own, we tend to get ourselves in all kinds of things that get stuck to us. We need a shepherd, y'all, to help us clean our coats. We need a shepherd that's going to lead us to peaceful streams. We need a shepherd that's going to give us the guidance that we need when we've wandered off. How many of you have ever got an address to a place? You're like, hey, I'll meet you there. What's the address? They give you the address, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I know where that's at. And you're like, I don't know where that's at. It's real easy to get lost, right? But what do we do nowadays? We say, you know what? I can put this in my car and a GPS. I can put this on my phone, Google Maps. I, you know, Apple got all the maps. So we put the address in, and then it gives us the best route of how to get there in the quickest way. And we set, you know what I'm saying? We know how to get to our destination. But what happens when you take a different route after you've already programmed it? It starts to give you a warning, right? Like, hey, you're taking a wrong turn. Hey, you need to get back on this path. And that's what we see, church. That even when we find ourselves off the wrong path, God's word, his Holy Spirit wants to redirect us to get to where we're supposed to go. So he's willing to meet that directional need that we have. It's just another demonstration of him loving us, of caring for us. Another demonstration of when we go to him, we're going to see him move in our situations in ways that we're always going to give him credit. We're going to say, man, I don't know how I made it to this destination. It had to be the Lord. It had to be God. And it's going to birth something else in somebody else for their journey. They're going to find encouragement for where they are in their season. So we see God meets our spiritual needs. He meets our directional needs to get us where we are, to where we need to be. But David also said... That even when he walked through a valley, that the Lord was with him. That's tough, y'all. Not all places that we travel are going to be ideal or how we picture. Usually when we find ourselves in a valley, it's an, it's an environment that our emotions overtake us, right? They consume us. And what does it do? It got you feeling all kinds of ways. You start assuming things. You start stressing out. You, your heart be bursting. You're having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. All these things are racing in your mind. Whenever you find yourself in a valley, because you said, you know what? If I follow the Lord, there's no way that I could end up in a valley. But sometimes you never know what that valley God is trying to do in your life. And God says that he's still present, that he's still good, that being in a valley isn't a bad thing. But that's hard for us. Because our emotions say, man, you got to figure something out. Hey, this isn't good for you. You need to run. You need to leave this situation. But the Lord and his word just now just says, despite how we feel, it's important to understand that God is still present. 
He's still going to meet our emotional needs too. So regardless of the danger that surrounds us, we can have peace of knowing that our comforter, our good shepherd never leaves us. He's always there. And we need that reassurance because when our emotions are everywhere, we want to go every direction. But God is saying, my child, it's going to be okay. I'm right here. You don't have to fear anything. And if you know anything about sheep and shepherds, even when the sheep are in valleys like this that are dark, that are intimidating, that are fear, that are scary, they don't question the shepherd leading them. They're able to follow his voice without having fear of where he's leading them. And that's what we need too. We need to be following Jesus in a way that even when we're in a valley, we say, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get to the other side of this place, but you said I just have to follow you, so I'm, I'm letting go. He'll meet your emotional needs, church. Talked about his rod and his staff. You know, a, a shepherd uses a rod to beat other animals with, you know that? To, to protect the sheep. And the Lord is telling us the same thing. That he's your protection. That even when you're in a fight, you're not in a fight alone. He's not going to leave you there. He's present. He's willing to fight for you. He's willing to fight with you. So we can find comfort in knowing, hey, I'm not in this alone. The good shepherd is fighting for me. David talked about the rod. If you know anything about a rod, it's got that crooked stick. You know what I'm saying? It's good for walking with. Nah, it's bigger than that. But not only is it, you know, to keep those that don't need to be around you, but it's also good to guide your sheep. It's also good to pull a sheep back in whenever they've gotten a little lost. And that's what the Lord is saying. Hey, I know your emotions can leave you lost at times. I know your emotions can do a lot for you, but my protection is still there. Come to me. I'm willing to comfort you. I'm really t- to bring you back to where you need to be. So that way that emotions, that mistake that you made, all the things that are pulling you all these different directions, you can find comfort back with me, even in your valley. That we don't have to figure out what God is already working out. We could take on our emotions and receive his presence filled with comfort and the reassurance of his protection. Let's read the final two verses in this. Five through six. And then it says this. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Anybody like a good feast? Come on now. I know y'all love a good party, right? We all do. And the Lord said he will provide you a feast in the presence of your enemies. You know, in ancient Middle Eastern cultures, to have a feast or a banquet... Often the host would anoint their guest with oil. And that was for a lot of different reasons. For one, it was to symbolize that, hey, you're under my protection. So that's what David wants us to catch here. Hey, we're still under God's protection. But he's also saying, hey, I will do anything at all costs to make sure you're okay. So even when it's not just me protecting you when your presence is your enemies, I'm making sure that you get what you need to replenish your body. So we see again, God meeting another need, right? He's meeting a physical need. If you read the word of God, you read the Bible, you find that anointing people with oil often symbolizes them being set apart, but it often also symbolizes being healed. So God's saying, hey, man, when you need physical healing, know that the good shepherd is going to heal you. When you need emotional healing, the good shepherd is going to heal you. 
Church, a lot of us have some messed up hearts, right? A lot of us need some healing, and a lot of it, a lot of times, can be physical. David is saying, man, God will meet our physical needs. And it might come in different ways. God might use many different channels to meet and meet that need. He might use different people, but he's going to do it. Just the other day, I'm going to be real with y'all. I was in my feelings, y'all. And I went outside, and I saw the rainbow, man. And, like, it almost, it almost brought me to my knees because I just remember God telling me, look, my promise always stands. And in the moment, I was feeling some type of way, y'all. Like, I was... Really not in a good place, just being honest. But I got back to this verse, and I got back to what this word says, and it gave me hope again. It physically brought me out of that darkness that I was feeling with inside me. It allowed that anxiety, those emotions to get quiet. It allowed my heart to slowly beat. It allowed me to have his comfort and his peace. In the middle when my emotions were trying to drag me somewhere else. God wants to meet our physical needs, y'all. But we have to allow him to lead us. We have to recognize that all the resources that are out there all come from the source. It all comes from Jesus, man. And he's a a well that never runs dry. He doesn't just want to fill our cups up, man. He wants to overflow it. So you can trust when you are surrounded by those that are against you, that you're actually surrounded by God who is for you. And that he's greater than what you're presently facing. So we see God meets our physical needs. But then David also talked about the end. Surely all the goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. David saying, hey man, your eternal needs are going to be met too. Only God's goodness and his faithfulness are going to pursue you in your life. That's a good news, church. If you know anything about shepherds and sheep, they usually have some sheep dogs. Anybody heard of them? And usually they have at least two, and usually those dogs are trained to keep the sheep together when they start wandering off, because we some sheep, y'all. We always wonder. We always in some mess we don't belong in. But those sheep dogs' purpose is to bark and to bite and to knit and to try to bring them back. And sometimes you can look at it and be like, yo, that's a little aggressive. But that's what God's faithfulness and his goodness is. There's some sheepdogs in our life so we can return to fellowship with the Lord when we've wandered off. When we start to get off track, sometimes the Lord hit us with something to try to bring us back in. And we need that, church. When we follow with the shepherd, we have the guarantee of living in his home for eternity. So Psalms 23 just isn't a promise of God, but it's affirmation that we could pray, that we could speak over ourselves in all seasons of life. And that's what my challenge is for all of us this week, is that you will pray Psalms 23 over yourself. You will spend your time reading that word when you don't know what to pray. You will go to that word whenever you are feeling some type of way, and you will just read it and claim it over yourself. You will say, Lord, you are all that I need. Lord, you said you were going to give me rest and give me peace. Lord, even though I'm in this valley, I don't have to be afraid of it. Because you're going to be there to protect me, to comfort me. Lord, you said you would sit me at a table with my enemies. And I only have to stress that they're in my presence because you said that I would be able to feast. I'd be able to enjoy myself. That you're going to provide all that I need. That I'm going to dwell in the house of you all my life. That I'm always going to have you pursuing me with faithfulness and goodness. 
when we allow God to lead our life, we allow Jesus to lead our life, we're going to get all our needs met. Not just spiritually, not just physically, not just emotionally, not just directionally, not just eternally, all of them. Even the ones we don't talk about. So what we lack can always be met. And new seasons, new seasons, they always bring new changes, new challenges. But it's nothing we have to fear or be afraid of. We have all we need. When we have the good shepherd, Jesus, as the one who we follow. Let me pray. Father, we just come to you, Lord. You know the details of our life. You know our situation better than we do, Lord. And you said that we could trust you. That because we have you, we have all that we need, Lord. So help us follow you. Whatever our need may be today, Lord, I I pray that we would come to you with it. That it wouldn't be something that we would look for another place to fill, to be satisfied, to be met, but it would be you. Father, you gave us your son. And sometimes we just forget how big of a gift that is. But I pray in the school year, I pray in this season, I pray for the upcoming season, wherever we find ourselves with, Lord, that we would speak and pray affirmation over ourselves, over our minds, over our body, over our situation. That even though we could look at our circumstance, we could feel one way, we don't have to receive anything less than what you say. So help us receive that, Lord. Help us walk in that. Help us proclaim that. Help us live that. Whoever's in a dark valley here today, Lord, I just pray that you would encourage them and love them. That you would wrap them in your arms and you would hold them like a child is held in their parents' arm. With much love and much affirmation, Lord. We need you, Father. We don't want to do this life without you. And so help us not do this season, these upcoming seasons without you. Help us be those sheep that are guided by you, the good shepherd. Father, we love you and pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, we're going to go to a time of worship. And so, man, just really go to God with your knees, man. He wants to meet them. No matter what that looks like, no matter what capacity that is, there's nothing that he can't do for you. But the thing is, you have to come to him. You have to come to him. When I was driving this morning, that's what it said on the radio. And I really needed that encouragement. And it was like, look, man. All that God asks, he don't ask for your obedience. He don't ask all this. All those things will come after you just come to him. So church, let's be people that always are coming to Jesus, that are coming to the Lord with everything that we're going through, with everything that we have, with everything that we lack. Let's go to him this morning.